Welcome to the Exalted Entrepreneur Show, a podcast made for entrepreneurs who think way outside of the box and have their hearts set on cosmic heights. Free thinkers, the edge walkers, and the change makers who came to upgrade business from the inside out. In this show, you'll learn to speak in energy and see yourself as the star you are so you can build your sacred business around your truth, making massive waves and wealth by being you. With you as always, I'm your host, Daphna Romanoff, aggressive shamanic astrologist and multidimensional business coach. Buckle up, check your pre-existing beliefs about astrology, business, money, and who you are at the door, and let's rock. Welcome back to the Exalted Entrepreneur Show. I am honored to be here with Dr. Susan Nicholas. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you, Daphne. My pleasure. So Susan, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you do and your company, the Human Consciousness Consortium? Yes. Thank you. So I am a serial entrepreneur, and this is my last company, meaning that I'm no longer searching for my purpose. Um, I am the founder of the Human Consciousness Consortium and SusanNicholas.org. And this is a platform for what I call my conscious work. Right now, the Consciousness Consortium uh, serves as the publishing entity for my conscious adult and children's books. And SusanNicholas.org is the platform for my public speaking. I do international speaking on topics of consciousness, including the transformation of feelings and the frequency of money. And I also, again, write adult and children's books on consciousness. I have a a children's series, and my first of the eight series is out currently. I am a Reiki energy healer. I am a conscious life coach, and I am also launching a podcast called Be Conscious at the end of January. That is amazing. So I'm really fascinated about the children's books. Um, Is that something recent, or tell us about your journey with becoming a children's book author? Of course. Thank you for that. No one's asked me about that today. So I wrote my first book called The Duality of Being, and it was really detailing my conscious awakening, and most importantly, the perspectives I gained about the totality of our human existence from being able to leave out of myself and seeing life from, I would say, the perspective of the cosmos Mm. and looking back on our earthly existence to really explain what I had always been, had questions about. Um, And my children's book actually came at the same time. The same time I'm writing the manuscript for my adult book, this children's manuscript comes, and I know that I want to write books for children too because I... I'm raising a child. I have yeah. a 10-year-old son now, but when I was writing my books, he was about seven. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to raise my child more consciously. Mm-hmm. And I realized that our children, they have they deal with the same things that we do as adults. They experience death, they experience bullying, they experience their gender, mm-hmm. uh, just all the complexities of life. Um, but really, we don't talk to them about it well. Yeah. And we often don't know how to speak to our children. And then they grow up being just like us, holding Mm -hmm. on to the very deep, heavy emotions, seeing cycles and patterns in life that they never overcome, holding on to belief systems that no longer serve them, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? What if our children stayed awake? And the way that I, what I mean by that is our children are closer to their true selves. You know, they're very honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they sometimes communicate with kind of what we call imaginary friends or things like that, but they have a, a connection yeah. 
uh, that we all have, that we all had as we when we descended as beings on the planet. That it's still open. That 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 window, that yeah. veil is un is not opaque. Mm-hmm. They haven't yet been put down by life. And so I my I thought, oh my gosh, what if our kids could stay awake? That they could learn how to look at their emotions and feelings. That they could overcome things in life, whether it's bullying or not feeling that they're enough, yeah. that they that they grow up having a healed relationship with money instead yeah. of having to heal it later in life when they've fallen down a thousand times. And so not that they won't have their own journey in life, but what if they're better equipped yeah. um, by staying awake as young children? And that is the nidus for the uh, Illustrated Children's Book series. That's amazing. I really, really appreciate that. I don't know if you're familiar with... Rudolf Steiner and the Waldorf approach to education at all? I am. We send our kids to that school. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. a big part of the appeal with that, I think, is, you know, just that consciousness component and also such a appreciation for that, you know, that spark in the child and and allowing for it to kind of remain as pure and open and awake, I guess, in your words, as long as possible. So they don't Mm -hmm. actually even teach them anything like academic until they're seven. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. there's sometimes pressure, you know, for my family or whatever. They're like, why why are they not learning to read yet? Mm -hmm. Like their classroom has no books. It has no letters. It's just play. Mm -hmm. But the environment is really, I think, set up to, again, keep them in a state of wonder and yes, connection yes, for as long yes, as possible. possible. Yeah. So there is a Waldorf school in, in Atlanta where I live. Uh-huh. My son does not go to that school, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. And I I love that idea. I, um, my first children's book is entitled Two Parts of Me, I Am More Than My Body, which reminds children that they are still infinitely connected to the source of all creation, that mm-hmm. they are a soul, a spirit, their energy in an embodiment. Right. They were born on into this earth milieu just as we all are. And they have physical bodies that they that we use to navigate this physical world. Mm-hmm. But there's also an energy of them, a soul of them. Mm-hmm. And so since I've been you know, in my energy practice and been awake myself, I've been awake for it'll be eight years this year. I woke up in 2012, fully woke up, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been most of my son's life. He's 10. Right. And so he now ask me for energy healing sessions yeah. and we talk about emotions. Yeah. We answer all types of questions about creation, about existence. Um, he asked me very profound questions about energy. And I think that's wonderful. I love that he thinks that way and that we deal with problems and he doesn't, yeah. you know, if he asked me if he can be on the table, that mm-hmm. he needs a energy healing. I'm like, that's awesome, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, and I see other children in his elementary school as well. That's so amazing. I think that's wonderful. That is so cool. And I think that, you know, bringing it to children is so smart and so needed because that's how we can change things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really wanted to talk a little bit about your, we shared that your son is Aquarius. So I am Aquarius. Yes. Well, your son sign. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Your son sign. Yes. Yes, I know it's confusing. (laughs) um, Your son sign is Aquarius and Aquarius rules the quantum realm and it's the language of energy. Astrology is ruled by Aquarius. So like, What does consciousness really mean and what does it mean for you to speak about the frequency of money? And we can kind of like start talking about money as well because I know my audience is definitely (laughs) interested in that and like just everything, like anything 
that we're pursuing in the physical plane has an energy behind it. It does. And as business owners, obviously, and just everybody, you know, wants to have money in abundance. Yes. Um, but just, you know, with a definition of like, what is consciousness when you say like you're awake and then um, what does it mean, the frequency of money? Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Daphna. For me, consciousness is an awareness. It's an mm-hmm. it's an awareness to your higher self that you are more than a physical body that you are infinitely more, mm-hmm. and that you're connected to the source of our creation. In fact, you are. It's like the embodiment of the universe, right? And it's the it's it's a remembering. And the way the reason I think people call it awakenings or waking up is because we knew that before. And then we kind of had this opacification of our awareness, like we became unaware. We started to look outside of ourselves for all the answers and for validation and for understanding Mm -hmm. when it's, in fact, all within. It's an inside job. Mm -hmm. And then we go through a process. Most of us go through life and we find ourselves going ups and downs until we're made to look inside again. And usually it's a... Like something traumatic, like we call it the midlife crisis, or something happens that shifts your perspective and you begin looking inward again. Like wakes you up. And it's awake and mm-hmm. it's an awakening, a waking up process. And then mm-hmm. you begin to see the entirety of your own life and that of the of that of humanity from a different and an exalted perspective. Yeah. And when like the most famous adage or whatever for astrology is as within so without as above yes. so below like it literally it's just all about how everything else we see things as we are we don't yes. see things as they, they are exactly so everything that's inside of you is being reflected and that all has to do with like your perception and you know how you're interpreting things and quantum physics has proven that it is our interpretation of an event that actually it changes it. Yeah. yeah, it's our observation. It's just amazing. Yes. And the the act of it being observed that's it's that's about the impermanence in quantum physics. Mm-hmm. That once um, energy or a particle or a wave is perceived by us or observed by us, it it changes it. Right. And so we we do the same thing. Um, anything that I'll give you an example. Uh, I say, oh, I live in Atlanta. People said, oh, I heard it's dangerous in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Or they'll, you know, listen to some news feed and they'll right. they'll perceive it as dangerous. Or they'll have different different their own feeling about it that's yeah. not developed or it's the old South, whatever they. It's in uh-huh. their belief system. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm sure that that violence exists, but it's out of my awareness. I don't live in that. I don't live in that density. I don't live in that vibration. So I don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's it's out of my awareness. Yeah. And each of us has our own experience with that. Yeah. So we'll say, oh, I bought a new car. And all of a sudden you see all your car all over the place. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't realize that many people own, you know, I didn't notice it before because it was not in your awareness. Yeah. And so anytime we bring something into our awareness, it changes. Our, our perspective changes. Yes. That's so powerful. And so when you speak about the frequency of money, how can, like, so how can we take this to, like, that very practical realm of manifesting money or calling in money or whatever? Um, Is it the same kind of thing? Is it an awareness thing? It is. And it's really about the awareness and acceptance that everything is energy Mm. at its at the, the core of everything in knowable and unknowable existence, at the core of it, it is energy. Now, we can think of forms of energy on the planet 
electricity or hydro or solar type of energy. Yeah. And we understand that that energy obeys properties. And the first law of thermodynamics tells us that energy is not created nor destroyed, but it is transformed. And this is true of the energy on the planet that we commonly learn about in school, but it's also true about the energy of us. Mm. And it can translate into also the energy of what we call our money or our currency. And I love to make that money. (laughs) Yes. Can someone just explain? Because I feel like it's such a thing for, you know, like it's one of the hardest. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not, not always the hardest to get, but like, I feel like it's one of those things in life that like everybody kind of has like some, yeah. Like oftentimes, like I see with clients, you know, that it's like an area of struggle or whether that's getting it, keeping it, receiving it, amplifying it, like there's something there. So it's deeper, right? So I'm just, I'm Very excited deep. to hear your take on this. <laughs> well, one, I start with that there is an energy of money and we need to think of it in that way and that this energy have its own unique consciousness. Wow. That at the very core of anything that's energetic is consciousness, even if it is not human consciousness, mm-hmm. but it is a it is alive. Yeah, it is very much alive. And so, if we translate the energy of everything to money, which is a thing, mm-hmm. part of the the realm of everything yeah. is in, is our money. Mm-hmm. Then that too has a frequency. It has an energy yeah. signal. Rela- that's related to it, that it's attached to. And it is interwoven in our lives in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Because this energy of money is what creates connections between people, which creates our, our opportunities, which brings us our customers, right. which brings us our, our money flow. Yeah. Like but it also, there are laws to this energy, just like there's a law of gravity or a law to the universe. Mm-hmm. So I like to start with this law of the universe, which is it responds, the language of the universe is the frequency of our feelings. Okay. We cannot hide from this energy of the universe. Mm-hmm. We cannot say one thing, dress one way, write one way. If we feel another, what the universe responds to is what our is truth. resonating from our heart center. Mm-hmm. It's the vibration of our feelings is the language of the universe. Wow. So the same thing applies to our money. How we feel about money, what we believe about it, how we speak about it is how we respond and how we communicate with this energy of money. And most of us have beliefs around money being the root of all evil, money being dirty, feeling greedy around money, feeling unworthy around money, feeling that money's scarce or limited. So we have this energy in in ourselves, like we hold in our energetic matrix, pretty heavy negative energies around money. And we wonder why money doesn't love us, right? right? Because we don't love it. Mm -hmm. If if you called a friend evil or dirty or awful or the root of this... Would that be your friend? Like, right. would, would that give to you? Right. Would that, would that would relationship <laughs> flourish? <laughs> right. No. Yeah, that's so But we, we, we treat money differently because we don't recognize it, that it too, at its very core, is energy. Mm-hmm. And it's a love energy. M- money wants you to feel joy around it because money is infinitely powerful. Mm-hmm. It is limitless mm-hmm. and it obeys the laws of the universe. It has its own laws that we must learn. So it's, there's a reconditioning that must occur for us to communicate with this energy of money. And you know, it's fascinating in astrology, money is ruled by Venus, the goddess planet of love and relationships and beauty. And that's money too. So I was always like, well, 
if that's the frequency, right? Astrology is like an ancient language of truth. So money then must be love, like money, right? So it's a it's a relationship. Like everything you're saying is totally in line, in line with, with this love ancient, energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it, it's a it's a benevolent love energy. And money doesn't want you to struggle. Yeah. But it it needs you need to learn the rule of it, like how it works. Yeah. It would almost be like raising our sons to understand how to relate to a woman mm-hmm. in a healthy, loving right. way. Yeah. It's not automatic, it's learned. Mm-hmm. And the same thing about how we how our relationship is with money. It is a relationship. Yeah. Similarly to the race that we have with ourselves. We're yeah. often very hard on ourselves yeah. and very critical. We are we are with the energy of money. So how do well. we how do we go about healing that relationship and changing those because you know you were saying that it's re- it goes by your feelings. So you yes. could say, I love money and I want it, but if you really feel deep down like you're frustrated is, or angry. Yeah, so or, how do you actually change it on like yeah. a core level? So this goes back to my one of the core tenets of my transformation of feelings. Okay. Um, it's the idea of you acknowledging that within you, there's a feeling around money that is not so savory. It is not yeah. in love and joy and that excitement. Awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So you have awareness around that feeling. But what we have to do is we have to trace it back to its source. Mm. So we have to say, where did I first feel this way about money. Mm-hmm. And usually something will pop into your head like when you're a child. And you're like, yeah. well, how can I possibly remember that? Right. But that is this, I, I tell you, your brain may not remember, you may have forgotten, but your soul knows from some feeling in the family. Yeah. Some, something happened. Yeah. Somebody fighting over money, there was a not enough of it. You didn't. You didn't have enough food. You didn't have shelter. Something happened. Yeah. And then you develop a belief about money around mm-hmm. surrounding that. Yeah. I had to go back to my time in the cradle on this introspective journey to un like to lift out, like wow. to take that emotion of where my money came around shame, mm-hmm. and to transform that into something higher of of understanding, of forgiveness, of acceptance. Wow. So it's kind of like a process of transmuting it and healing it and on healing like a it. psychic Psycho. Soulful level, yeah. yes. And and how do we forget? How do you forgive? Right. And usually, it's this. It's the same process of taking that whatever happened, whenever that was, into your awareness, saying, "Okay, I see you. I hear you." Now, how do I change that? How do I transform that? Mm-hmm. And the idea is, I always go back to my breath. So I have a memory. Usually there's a feeling tied to that memory that I feel somewhere in my body. Mm-hmm. So I say, hold that feeling in awareness. Is my heart pounding? The Am I sweating? Kind of mm-hmm. Is my stomach upset? You know, what happens to me when I have this memory? Does my mind kind of start racing? On like a physiological Yes, on level. a physiological. Yeah. Where are you holding that in yourself? Because now you have it in awareness, like you're naming, I, this is it. What is this? Why do I feel this way? You begin asking the questions of this energy that is you. This is you that's mm-hmm. responding. That's the soul of you talking to you. Mm-hmm. And so when you begin to have that type of awareness about it, then you can say, okay, I hear you. I I, I got it. Yeah. This happened when I was five. This was right. a situation. <laughs> right. This is how I felt as a five-year-old. But hey, now I'm 
25. Yeah. I, 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 I see it differently now. Mm-hmm. Or I understand it. Or, hey, you know what? I made it through that. Kind of seeing it a little bit above. Yes. And, taking okay. yourself out of that situation. Yes. And then looking at it. Now you might look at it as an adult and say, well, what if my child at five felt the same way? How would I respond? Mm-hmm. I might comfort that child, let them know. You do that to your own soul. Yeah. You go back and you you have that tender love. Say, yes, I understand you felt that way. That There's a part of you that still holds on to that energy, but now I'm ready to let it go. Mm-hmm. And it's really in the exercise of following your breath in out. I, I always encourage my clients to follow their breath, narrowing their thoughts down to just two words, like in out or one, two, as they're overcoming this feeling. And then they'll notice a sense of calm starts to set in. And that is when the shift occurs. Wow. So the next time that feeling, it's not, it's less or it doesn't come back because feelings, you know, they are energy too, and they are meant to be felt. They're intentional. And some of those feelings are meant to be transformed. So it keeps showing up and showing up until you do the work of what I call introspection to transform that out and mm-hmm. to something higher vibrationally. Yeah, so it really is an inside game. It is an inside job. <laughs> and would you say that it really all boils down to like love? Like it's just it a matter of because you like you would give that child love. You would mm-hmm. give yourself. That. You would yeah. You would forgive yourself. Yeah. You know you would you would love yourself. You would you would comfort yourself. Yeah. You that's what you must do. You must come to a place of love of forgiveness, and this is the transformation. Wow. And it's not very easy because we'll feel the feeling and we don't like it very much, and we'll stuff it down. We won't deal with it. We'll try to distract ourselves, mm-hmm. play music really loud. We'll try to smoke something, drink something. To we'll never it. deal with it. And it's still there, brewing and brewing and brewing, and then it shows up. But you know what, Daphna? This shows up with our money too. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a money situation. Right. <laughs> and that money situation, oh, I remember this happened. I didn't have enough. Hmm. And then what you often you'll tell yourself a story about it. You're not, you know, you're stupid or you, you made a mistake. And so you, you kind of put yourself re- Yeah, you keep it. doing yeah. that over and over and over and over. And you have to forgive yourself. And yeah. you say, you know what? That was that ignorance came out of, I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to transform this. Wow. I'm ready to have a higher understanding. And it's, when it comes to money, it is usually our beliefs about money that require transformation for our money to begin to flow. So powerful. So this is an amazing introduction into this work. And so if people want to continue doing this healing and want to learn more about your books and your children's book and well, book series, mm-hmm. and also, you know, want to go on this journey of healing their relationship to money and to themselves, where should they find you and how can they connect further with you? Because this is yes. so huge and so amazing. Well, thank you. My website is www.susannicholas.org where you can find my energy of money. I actually have a program coming out that I will tell yes. your listeners. I'm doing a four-week healing your relationship with money. It's oh. called the Frequency of Money program. Actually, it just came available yesterday Perfect. where I take individuals who have some sort of block when it comes to their money flow, how to transform that in a a four-part series. I'm offering on sale for $97 for the four weeks. And it can begin your journey to transforming your feelings about money 
It goes through the steps of your beliefs about the energy of money, about having gratitude, to curb that feeling of not enoughness, and how finally to speak to the language of money to request and receive all the money that you desire. That's amazing. Okay, so definitely check that out, guys. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. There's so much, and I, I can't wait to check out more for myself. So thank you, Dr. Susan Nicholas, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Catch you next week.